We're thrilled to announce that we now have seven powerful devotionals available on YouVersion's Bible app. For those not in the know, YouVersion is the top Bible app in the world, and we're honored to be on this incredible platform. Our devotionals dive deep into the pillars that define the lion within us, health, wealth, and self. So whether you're seeking spiritual growth, financial wisdom, or personal development, these devotionals are tailor-made for you. So ready to embark on this transformative journey and unleash the lion within you? Head over to thelionwithin.us slash uversion to access our devotions on the uversion app. Join thousands of like-minded individuals and dive into the word with us. That's thelionwithin.us slash uversion. That's Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N. And let's grow together and become the leaders God intends us to be. Welcome to The Lion Within Us, a podcast serving Christian men who are hungry to be the leaders God intends you to be. I'm your host, Chris Granger. Let's jump in. All right, guys, this is typically would be your meat episode of the week. But as you know, well, as you may know by now or you may not, this is a different focus this week. Okay, so we're not going to have a guest. We're not going to have me giving uh, my thoughts on a topic to help you grow as a Christian leader. What are we doing this week? It's Easter week. We're just going to let the word of God do all the, the lifting. And, and, and I know if you just take the time to let the word soak in, it's going to reveal things to you. It's going to move you. OK, so if you missed our spiritual kickoff, go back because we're, we're reading the entire Easter story from the triumphal entry all the way to the crucifixion, to, to the uh, to his uh, overcoming death, to the ascension. The Holy Spirit coming back, guys. This or coming to us, guys. We're telling the whole story, so you're not just going to get one verse on a, on a Easter Sunday to to worship with your family. While although that's great, let the Word of God just soak in. That's what it's about. So again, if you missed it on Monday, we went through the triumphal entry. We talked a lot about Jesus's teachings, the Passover, and the betrayal. We read scripture out of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. On, on Monday, okay. Now, let's keep going. So, for this for this episode, we're going to talk about the trials. Okay, so there are actually five trials. We're going to go through each one of them. We're going to, we're going to talk about the crucifixion, and we're going to end at the burial. Okay, so that's kind of what we're going to be getting into for today. We're going to be digging into Matthew, Luke, and John. Okay, so Matthew, Luke, and John will be bouncing between those three gospels. Now, we're going to start off in Matthew. So this is the this is the first trial uh, that he's going to have with the high priest, and this is also going to touch on Peter's betrayal. Okay, because I know you guys know that that story. You probably heard that before. So we're going to be in Matthew twenty six, and we're going to start at fifty seven, uh, verse fifty seven, and we're just going to go through the end of twenty six. Okay, it says now. So before the high priest, those who had seized Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, and the, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were gathered together. But Peter was following him at a distance as far as the court, courtyard of the high priest and entered in and sat down with the officers to see the outcome. Now, the chief priest and the whole council kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus so they might find him and put him to death. They did, they did not find any, even though many false witnesses came forward. But later, on two, on two came forward, but later... On two came forward and said, this man stated, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. The high priest stood up and said, 
do you not do you not answer? What is it that these men are testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God to tell us whether you are Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said it yourself. Never, never, nevertheless, I tell you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. And the high priest tore his robes and said, He has blasphemed. What further need do we have of witnesses? Behold, you have now heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spat on his face and beat him with their fists, and others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, you Christ. Who is it the one who hit you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him and said, You too will work Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you're talking about. And when they had gone out of the gateway, another servant girl, girl saw him and said to, to those who were there, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And he again denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. A little later, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Surely you too are one of them, for even the way you talk gives you away. Then he began to curse and swear, I do not know this man. And immediately, and immediately a rooster crowed. Peter remembered the words which Jesus had said before a rooster crows, You will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now, we're going to turn over to Luke. Okay, so if you're going to turn in your Bible, in, into your, your Bible with me, go over to Luke. And we're going to be looking at Luke 22. So we'll be in Luke 22. And we're going to look at five, uh, at a couple of verses here at the end of Luke 22 at verse 66. So we're going to start at 66. And we're just going to read through the end. It's just a few verses here. So this is um, Christ before the, the Sanhedrin. Okay. So Luke 22, verse 66. When it was day, the council of elders of the, scri of the people assembled, both chief priests and scribes, and they led him away on their country council chamber saying if you are the christ tell us but he said to them if i tell you you will not believe and if i ask a question you will not answer but from now on the son of man will be seated at the right hand of the power of god and they all said are you the son of son of god then and he said to them yes i am then they said what further need do we have a testimony for we have heard it from we have heard it ourselves from his own mouth now We'll get into, into his, his first trial in front of Pilate. Okay, so we'll read Luke 23, Luke 23, 1 through 5. It says, Then the whole body of them got up and brought, before, and brought him before Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. So Pilate asked him, saying, are you king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, It is as you say. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they kept on insisting, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching all over Judea, st starting from Galilee, even as far as this place. Now, let's go to his next trial with Herod. So if we're staying in Luke 23, we're going to read verses 6 through 12. 
So Luke 23, 6 through 12. When Pilate heard it and asked whether the man was a Galilean and whether and when he learned that he had belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself also was in Jerusalem at that time. Now Herod was very glad when he saw Jesus, for he had wanted to see him for a long time, because he had been hearing him and was hoping to, to and was hoping to see some sign performed by him. And he questioned him at some length, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes were standing there accusing him vehemently. And Herod with his soldiers, after treating him with contempt and mocking him, dressed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him back to Pilate. Now Herod and Pilate became friends with one another that very day, for before they had been enemies with each other. All right, now, this is the final trial, so we're going to go to John. So let's go to John. We're actually going to, go to, going to go to John 18. Okay, so go to John 18. We're going to look at verse 28, starting at verse 28. We're going to read through uh, 19 through verse 16, okay? So starting at 28, this is before Pilate, okay? So we've gone through uh, in front of the high priest, in front of the Sanhedrin, in front of Pilate the first time, in front of Herod. And now we are in front, of, in front of Pilate for this final trial in John 18, 28. Then they led Jesus from Caphias into the Praetorium, and it, it was early, and they themselves did not want to enter, enter into the Praetorium, so they would not be defiled, but might eat the Passover. Therefore Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, If this man were not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him to you. So Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The Jews said to him, We are not permitted to put anyone to death, to fulfill the word of Jesus which he spoke, signifying to by what kind of death he was about to die. Therefore Pilate entered into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, Are you saying this on your own initiative, or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Therefore, Pilate said to him, so you are a king? And Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born and this I have come to the world to testify the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is the truth? And when he said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I release someone before you at the Passover. Do you wish that I release for you the king of the Jews? So they cried out again, saying, Not this man, but Barbarus. Now he was a robber. Not this man, but Barabbas, because he now he was a robber. John chapter 19. Pilate then took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They put a purple robe on him. And they began to come up to him and say, Hail, King of the Jews. And to give him slaps in the face, Pilate came out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you so that you may know that I find no guilt in him. Jesus then came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. 
So when the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out saying, crucify, crucify. Pilate said to them, take him yourselves and crucify, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered, we have a law. and By that law, he ought to die because he made himself out to be the son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered into the praetorium again and said to Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, you do not speak to me. Do you not know that I have the authority to release you? I have authority to crucify you. Jesus answered, you would have no authority over me unless it had been given to you from above. For this reason, he who delivered me to you has the greater sin. As a result, Pilate made efforts to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, if you release this man, you are no friend of Caesar. Everyone who makes himself out to be a king opposes Caesar. Therefore, when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat him on the judgment seat at a place called the, pav- the pavement, but in Hebrew, G- Gabbatha. Now, it was at the time of preparation for the Pes- Passover, and it was about the sixth hour, and he said to the Jews, Behold your king. So they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Surely I shall crucify, shall I crucify your king? And the chief priest answers, We have no king but Caesar. So they then handed him over to be crucified. Now, let's go back to Luke. Okay, we'll look at Luke 23. Again, we're back in Luke 23. We'll start at 26, okay? 26, we're going to go through 49, okay, for the crucifixion here. So Luke 23, starting at verse 26. When they led him away, they seized the man, Simon of Cyrene, coming in from the country and placed him on the cross to carry behind Jesus. And following him was a large crowd of people and of women who were mourning and lamenting him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, stop weeping for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, these days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breast that never nursed. For they will begin to say the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also who were criminals were being led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place called the skull, they were cru- there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and another on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do They do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. And the people stood by looking. And even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up to him, offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of Jews, save yourself. Now, there was also an inscription above him. This is the king of the Jews. Verse 39, one of the criminals who were hanging there was hurling abuse at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other answered and rebuking him said, Do you not even fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed are suffering justly, for we are receiving for what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I say to you, 
today you shall be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour and darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour because the sun was obscured and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had happened, he began praising God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds who came together for the spectacle, when they observed what had happened, what had happened, began to return beating their breasts, and all his acquaintances and the women who accompanied him from Galilee were standing at a distance, seeing these things. These are hard words to read. Hard words to read. So now, let's look at the burial. We're going to go to John. John 19. Okay? John 19. We'll look at verses 38 through 42. After these things, Joseph, Joseph of, of, of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate granted permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus, who had first come to him by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds of weight. So he took the body of Jesus and bound it with linen wrappings with spices, as the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, which no one had yet been laid. Therefore, because of the Jewish day of the preparation, since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. All right, guys. So we have the, these are the scriptures we're going to that we read today. So again, the trials from the high priest, the Sanhedrin, the first Pilate trial, Herod, when he went back in front of, of Pilate the second time through the crucifixion and the burial. Okay. So some heavy scriptures there, guys, for sure, for sure. Heavy scriptures need to come back for our Friday episode because on Friday, we're going to tell the rest of what happened, the rest of the account guys. And I, I get it. These things can be hard to hear sometimes, but you need to remember, this is not just a story. These are actual events. These actually happened to our Savior. Okay? Don't miss that for a second. And if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, and you're this far into the line within us, and you're listening to the Easter story, and you're, you're, you're finally getting some, maybe some dots are starting to connect for you, and you want to know, what, what do you need to do? What do you need to do? Like, I, I'm ready. What do I need to do to move forward to, to, to make Jesus a bigger part of my life and actually put everything Commit everything to Him. It's very simple. You need to submit to your sinner. You are a sinner, and the sin is anything that separates us from God. And because we are sinners, there's nothing we can do, nothing we can do to close that gap. Because God is holy, He's perfect, and we're not. So we needed a payment. We had to to be able to cover that. We couldn't do that ourselves. God sent Jesus. He came here. He's the son of, he is the son of God. He is the son of man. He is here. He was with us, right? Now you just, just heard, just heard how he paid the penalty right there on that cross, the crucifixion. He paid the penalty. His perfect blood ran 
for, for our sins. He paid it in full. And when you come back on Friday, you're going to hear the rest of the story. He overcame death. The tomb is empty. The tomb is empty, and that's what we're celebrating. We do not worship a dead man. We worship a living Savior. And right now, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And guys, you have to confess him as Lord. Don't miss today. Don't let this be an opportunity you miss, because you are never, never promised tomorrow. So if the Spirit is moving you, you have to act. And I'm just going to say a prayer of salvation. Father, there's someone listening right now, and I know they're ready to accept you as their Savior. So for, for, for right now, this man, this woman, this child, whoever's listening, that is confessing you as Lord God, we just pray that you just poured out uh, that Holy Spirit upon them, that, we, that, that Lord, they commit their life to you, Lord. And we know by making this profession, Lord, that at this moment, salvation is theirs. We're so blessed, Lord. We're so blessed that you give us this grace. And we're so thankful for Jesus. We're so thankful for uh, the ability to read your word and to grow closer to you, God. So I just thank you, Lord, for the way that you're moving here with, with all the people who are listening to the line with this, for how you're touching our ministry. And we pray we keep doing all we can to honor and glorify you and point others to Christ. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So guys, if you just prayed that prayer of salvation with me and you have now accepted Christ as your Savior, send me an email because I want to send you some free things to get you started because now you're in the battlefield, guys. It's going to get a lot harder. I'm just going to be real with you. But have no fear. God didn't, he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control and a sound mind. That's what it's about, guys. So send an email, support at the line within.us, and I'm going to send you some stuff to help you get started, okay? That's it. Just send, shoot an email over support at the line within.us, okay? I want to help you with that. Other than that, guys, if you're enjoying this and you're just hearing the Easter story, send it out to others. Let others know about it. That's all I'm asking this week. That's your call to action this week. It's not about the, the community or memberships or swag or, or none of that stuff, guys. It's about sharing God's word with others. So send it over. Say, hey, the line within us is doing something special this week. It's blessing me. This could be something while you're doing your workout, while you're cutting the grass, working the garden, whatever, taking your walk. Just let God's work soak in. And I get it. There's a whole lot of, of, of better ways to do this. But, guys, I just enjoy going through the different accounts of the Gospels and kind of uh, stitching all this together as we walk through it. So come back on Friday. Friday, we're going to get into the resurrection. We're going to get into his appearances. We're going to talk about the Great Commission and make sure you guys know that. And then we're going to get into the ascension and the day of Pentecost with the Holy Spirit when it, when it arrived. Guys, there's a lot to look forward to. I know today was heavy. It's heavy to think about Christ being tortured, put through this the way he was. But guys, it was not in vain. It was for a purpose to come back on Friday. And let's finish out the rest of the, 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 the account of what happened to Jesus and what we have our hope in as Christian leaders. All right, fellas, get after it. It's time to unleash the lion within. 